Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And showtime. Afternoon, ladies. What was that, Billy? I said reading is good. Can we start the story now? Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Billy and Billy Fantasy Football Show. I'm Billy Rutledge, and along with Billy and Frigate, we make up the Billy and Billy. You can hear us on 790KRD or here right here on the podcast. It's week six in the NFL, and despite my picks being atrocious this year, Billy, I'm still having a good time. What's up with you? Uh, doing good, and uh, first and foremost, before we get into anything football-related, big congrats out to you. Huge announcement this week. You're getting your own show, the KSR Pre-Show with Shannon the Dude. I'm sure y'all have seen it all over social media. If you follow Billy, so well deserved, my friend, and I'm I'm super happy for you and excited for you. Thank you very much. That does not mean the end of the Billy and Billy Fantasy Football Show, though. I will tell you right now, my friend. I look forward to keep doing this with you, and you know, I'm looking forward to a morning radio show. I I'll be honest, I'm not a morning person, hmm. Billy. So it'll be a, a huge adjustment uh, getting up and starting the day with that, but I'm, I'm very excited for that. And hopefully we'll have you on the show maybe once or twice, Billy. Yeah. I got to get me on. And if you don't pimp the Billy and Billy show at least once a week, <laughs> we might have to, you know, discuss some, put some things in the contract, you know, <laughs> as much as I wear the gear that we've made, um, you know, it'll be impossible to not bring it up. So, right. um, looking forward to doing that and, and looking forward to keep doing this podcast, but week five, man, just a crazy week. Mm. Uh, briefly, before we get into the games, we get into three up, three down, and some of the injuries that have ravaged fantasy football in the past week. You had my Ravens surviving on Monday night after being down 19. I think it was 16 in the fourth quarter before Lamar Jackson worked his little magic, and we also saw a blocked field goal. And then, Billy, you saw so many missed field goals across the league, whether yeah. it was the Packers Bengals game, Mason Crosby missed three field goals and then makes one in overtime along with that rookie kicker celebrating a missed field goal. <laughs> I, I just thought it was a wild week in the NFL. Yeah, it definitely was. And it culminated in that Monday night game with the Ravens and the Colts. Both of you, both me and you had um, a lot of skin in that game, to say the least. Like you said, it was your survivor pool pick looking a little rocky for a while there. And I actually had a same game parlay. Uh, on the FanDuel app, and I had the Ravens minus two and a half, right? And everything else was hitting, like Jonathan Taylor over 50 yards, Zach Paschal over 35 yards, like stuff like that. And all I needed basically was for the Ravens to win, and it seemed almost insurmountable until Lamar Jackson, like you said, worked his magic, got it to overtime, and went down and scored a touchdown. So thanks to Lamar, I'm now $500 richer. So it was nice. it was a good Monday night for the Billies. 
um, you saw the Browns score almost half of a hundred points in Odell Beckham Jr. do squat. I want to thank him personally for my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> Browns Chargers, Chargers win that game 47-42. Uh, the Vikings make a field goal against the Lions that make Dan Campbell cry in a press conference. We'll, there'll be more on that a little later. But also, Billy, we have uh, really national news when it comes to John Gruden and his resignation as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders after more emails were released by the NFL and some of the exchanges that he had with the owner of the Washington football team. Um, some of the things that came out, Billy, were uh, I'm not going to even repeat on this show. Yeah, um, is is really is a shame from a guy that I looked up to for many years. Uh, as many know that I'm a Tampa Bay fan and grown up. John Gruden was Chucky and he turned the franchise around. But, you know, when he reportedly belittled the intelligence of the president of the NFL Players Union, who was black, and he also reportedly called NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell a number of names, um, you know, he hit all of the groups. Yeah, Billy, it was a clean sweep. I think a lot of people were saying that somebody did on ESPN, Adam Schefter. Um, what are your thoughts? Some of your thoughts on this? Well, I think I just shared the same thoughts as most, just extremely disappointed in a guy that, you know, like you said, we were both fans of. We liked him as a football coach, you know, never thought that he had this side to him, but that just shows you, you never know, you know, what people are like behind closed doors and whatnot. So, um, you know, it really is a shame. And like you said, just hit every single minority group, basically, there is out there. I mean, it was just it was brutal. Um, so that that's definitely the end of, of John Gruden and any sort of spotlights. And I think that's the right call, man. When you, when you do something that is a screw up this big, um, in front of a national type audience like that, it's, it's hard to recover from that. So I don't think we're going to hear from John Gruden for quite a long time. Um, at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's my main sentiment here. Just really disappointed in a guy that, that I looked up to myself too. Like, like you were saying, he was the coach for Tampa Bay. Uh, you were a big fan of him. I always thought, you know, he had a good football mind and whatnot, but never knew that this side of him existed. And it's just disappointing. And ironic on a team and a franchise that is built on being one of the most progressive and inclusive teams in the NFL and the Raiders as throughout the year, the silver and black is just, has really been a staple when it comes to promoting minorities and, and getting people in more positions of power, something that I don't think we see a lot in the NFL today. Uh, from the minority groups that dominate it, at least at the player level. Um, but Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, he was the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams in 2020. Before that, he was the outside linebackers coach with the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears. But he is one of the rookie NFL coaches this year, and he had some interesting thoughts on John Gruden as well. I want to play that here. Yeah, Um you know, I think I think this is what I think about it. Um, you know, I think that respect and trust in this world are, are really, really difficult to achieve. And I think about all the people that were affected by those emails, um, whether you're a person of color, whether you're a person, uh, you know, a gender, um, your sexual orientation, the people that were affected by those emails. That's who I'm thinking about, you know, because it's a sacred mantle for someone to call you coach or someone to call you a leader. Um, and. Trust is really, really hard to achieve in this world. It's really, really challenging to achieve, and especially with people with those groups that I just mentioned. All right? And people are really guarded, all right? and they're skeptical uh, of people because of emails like that. 
And I just think that, you know, kindness and lifting people up and respecting people you don't know, um, I just think that, you know, that's such a big part of our thing here is listening to people and learning about people because I think what you'll discover is that we have so much more in common than not. And I think that, um, you know, for someone like me, you know, it's just incumbent upon you to set the example every single day so that people um, that were, you know, talked about in those emails, that they don't need to feel that way. They shouldn't feel that way. And it's, you know, hopefully, you know, all of us can learn from this that it's about bringing people together for me uh, so that people can become, you know, the people that they dream about. And I think that, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, leading this football team and being someone, hopefully we can, you know, be a light for those people in those emails that not everybody's like that, 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 that there's far more people that will love you than the opposite. And hopefully um, this will be a, a chance for everybody to come together instead of go apart. Man, and it really well said by Brandon Staley. I think that uh, he did a great job of summarizing uh, how the victims feel. Uh, in this situation, not exactly all about John Gruden and how he should feel. I, I thought that was worth sharing, at least, Billy, here on the podcast. Extremely well said uh, by Brandon Staley, a guy that I think just gets it. Like, I heard a, an interview with him on a podcast before the season, and after I heard it, it was like an hour-long interview. I'm like, dude, this guy, like, he just gets it. The way he talks, the way he's able to lead, like, that's what – that's what you want in a football coach in 2021 right there. A guy that just, like he gets it. I don't know any, any other way to say it. And I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of his team. They are rolling right now, and I think you see why. He's just a great leader. He's got a great football mind himself, um, and you know he knows how, how to speak. And I think that that says a lot about somebody. Um, and like you said, to really just put the victims in the spotlight rather than harp on Gruden, I think says a lot too because I feel like a typical football guy answer would just be, to talk about the guy that they know and not really mention that. So um, really well said by Brandon Staley and a guy that I think has a very bright future in the NFL. Yeah, looking forward to seeing more out of him with the Chargers sitting at 4-1 and one right now and um, really with a, could say, a top-five quarterback in the league in Justin Herbert Oh yeah, uh, at a very young age. Um, but, Billy, we like to do picks on this show. We like to do... A fantasy advice, three up, three down is coming. But I do want to mention that my Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer are probably the biggest beneficiary of the John Gurdon story to get out of that spotlight. <laughs> I mean, just wait a, bit, a little bit longer and something somebody will do something stupider than you. And, um, you know, despite me trying to ride the Urban Meyer wave, my best bet did not come in last week mm. in plus four and a half for the Jags. Yours did. Uh, Tennessee did cover that game. You're oh, now yeah. four and one on the year. I am one and four. But that's where I start my three up, three down this week, Billy, in the Jacksonville Jaguars and James Robinson. That's right. He's okay. Back, okay. He's back. I wrote him off. <laughs> Billy gave me the right amount of crap for it. And now with the starting game of week six, besides Thursday night football, which we'll get to Dolphins Jags kicks off in London. Billy, a 9.30 start once again. You got to love all-day football. But James Robinson just had his first 100-yard game last week. He's now had three straight games of 20-plus fantasy points. I can, I'm a man and admit when I'm wrong, Billy, James Robinson has started to come through. Well, I'm glad you're, you're finally, you know, righting your wrongs as far as your James Robinson opinion. Um, and as far as our best bets, which, you know, we'll get to here in a second, I just, I just got to say in the words of Michael Scott, well, 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 how the turntables. Because Billy well, <laughs> Prickett 
is four and one this year, and Billy Rulledge is one and four after giving me crap last week about how my bets never hit, blah, blah, blah. So I just got to point know, that it, out. You know, it's funny because I did the, I made much better picks when our picks were shown on a I, screen I for know. an hour at a time, right? Of course, And now right? you're doing good at the picks where it's only a podcast. Right? I know. I just realized that this morning. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, <laughs> of course, like the year that I'm hitting, we're not doing the live stream where like everybody's on the chat chirping me and whatnot. You would begin chirped right now, and you're avoiding it. So you know, just just count your lucky chickens or whatever that <laughs> saying is. All right, um, I'll give you one up of the week, and then we'll get we'll yeah. get back to yours. Uh, Darrell Williams, the running yes. back for Kansas City. Um, Clyde Edwards-Helaire going to IR, so he's going to be out at least three weeks. Darrell was probably the top waiver wire pickup um, of the week. A great matchup against Washington, who Alvin Kamara just torched for two touchdowns. A uh, bunch of yards in the air and on the ground. So I think Darrell Williams can get uh, pretty heavily involved in a game that I think Kansas City will dominate, which we'll get to a little bit later. So I like him a lot. Uh, priced on FanDuel right now at 5200 So a great daily play and a great guy to plug into your lineups if you've got maybe you had Clyde Edwards Lair. Now he's hurt. Now you got Darrell uh, the backup for you. I'm one of the best offenses in the National Football League. I'll give you another up, Billy. It's a same theme, and that's Devontae Booker, the mm. New York Giants running back who replaced Saquon Barkley after he had that ankle injury last week versus the Cowboys. It was it was hard to look at when he was on the sideline, uh, and he took off his sock. You could see it a little bump up there. But Devontae Booker with 16 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. It's also three receptions and a, a receiving touchdown as well for the Giants, who only scored 20 points. Uh, no matter who the running back is, they're a big part of the game plan. And I think that was one of the biggest waiver wires additions this week. A guy that I have a question mark around Billy, that's Miles Gaskin, the running back for the Miami Dolphins. He's in that Jaguars Dolphins game in London that we mentioned. And against the Buccaneers, the Dolphins only scored 17 points, but Gaskin's had an interesting day. He only had five carries for 25 yards, but he also had 10 receptions for 74 yards and two touchdowns. The Miami Dolphins, uh, just hard to predict, I think, with Job- Jacoby Brissett behind center. Are you willing to give Miles Gaskin flex consideration this week? I mean, I think that's what you hoped from him at the beginning of the year when you draft him. You hoped he would have uh, flex value, but he's really been one of the more uh, head-scratching fantasy prospects this year. It's been like you never know who's going to lead the Miami backfield in touches. Like I feel like it's been different every week with him. Uh, Ahmad and Malcolm Brown like they just don't know who they really like there so I think until you see consistent production from Gaskin um, you can't you can't think about putting him in your lineup but yeah it was a weird game he had five carries 25 yards but then like 10 catches for 74 yards and a touchdown like I don't know just came out of nowhere so I got to see it a little bit more before I start trusting Gaskin um, again, another guy that is up for me this week is Robert Woods the receiver for the Rams Uh, Sean McVay said that they were going to make an emphasis to get him more involved in the offense. And it showed last week on Thursday night, 12 catches for 150 yards. So if that's going to be sort of, you know, an emphasis moving forward, I think you're going to see a lot better production from Robert Woods. Um, And really like maybe a guy that you can trade low for right now, because people might be a little bit weary about him because of his production the first few weeks. I think he's going to be a pretty high end wide receiver too until the end of the year as they, you know, get him involved along with Cup. And this week, a good matchup against the Giants, who are like a mediocre pass defense. Um, and and Cooper Cup likely to draw coverage from James Bradbury, who's their lockdown corner. So Robert Wood's going to get, you know, a lesser corner on him. I think that he can once again have a big game for the Rams. 
guys that are down this week and some on the injury report, Chris Carson did not practice Wednesday. You'll have to monitor his situation getting closer to Sunday. Alex Collins would be the guy that would come in once again since Carson missed last week. Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be okay after a throat contusion in the last game versus the Packers. He was okay to play the rest of the game, Billy, but he ended up going to a local hospital afterwards. I don't know. You get, I get a throat contusion, Billy. You check me out of that game. I don't yeah. have that kind of toughness. <laughs> so credit to Joe cool there. Also uh, Dalvin cook returns to practice on Wednesday. That is good to see from somebody that has a lot of capital in the Minnesota Vikings backfield. Alexander Madison has been a good play. I think he had a touchdown this past week. Also, Julio Jones returns to practice, Billy. Is he going to ever return to the Julio Jones we seem to expect to be a, a top 15 wide receiver every year the last five years? I don't think he will. Um, and really the main thing with, with the Titans is what, what the hell are they doing with A.J. Brown? I mean, a guy that's been a wide receiver one type guy in fantasy football the last few years. And this year, like, I, they aren't getting him the football. He's not that touchdown machine like he was. So that's really frustrating, especially for me as a guy that uh, drafted him pretty early in one of my leagues. I, I don't know what's going on with that Tennessee offense. I hope they figure it out uh, pretty soon. You can't rely on Derrick Henry all year because he he's, you know, he gets stronger as the year goes on. If you waste them too much early on, I don't know. It might be a little different. Um a couple guys that I have down real quick before we move on. Kirk Cousins, uh, the Minnesota quarterback, started off really hot to the year, 20-plus uh, points in his first three games. But the last couple, he's had 14 and 11, so struggling a bit um, in the last couple. And he gets a tough matchup today against Carolina, who has one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. We've talked about it a few times on the show. Kirk Cousins, with pressure in his face, is not a very good quarterback. He's good when he can sit back there, pick you know, pick a, the, apart the defense with no pressure on him. So I think it's too tough of a matchup uh, for Cousins this week. And Kadarius Toney for the Giants had an explosion last week. Ten catches, 189 yards. But they're getting some guys back at receiver, and he's a little banged up too. So I feel like a lot of people might be, like, excited to put him into their lineup possibly as a breakout guy. But I don't think this is the week for it. I think you got to kind of wait Wasn't he ejected too? He was ejected, but he's not suspended or anything as far as I know as of right now, but he is questionable with an ankle injury. And the thing that makes Tony so good is he's able to stop on a dime with those cuts, crisp route running, and if you have an injured ankle, you're at least going to be limited in that way in some capacity. So I don't think this is the week to play him, but he was a great waiver wire pickup. Keep him on your bench until you see that consistent fantasy value. Yeah, and I just watched the video of him throwing a punch to the Cowboys safety and, and man, he deserved to be ejected there. Just, yeah. you know, some of those times you see it, you just get out of here, son. It's like that saints guy getting hit up. You remember that Billy? Oh yeah. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I'll never understand somebody punching a helmet. I, I, something that I will never, ever understand. I played football, right? Like I sure you get mad sometimes, but never in my wildest dreams that I think it would be smart to punch a helmet. Like, what do you get from that? The guy doesn't feel it at all, and then your hand hurts. It's just the, the dumbest thing ever. For sure, yeah. Just went right to the side. Oh, well. These guys will never learn. Yeah. But, hey, um, you can learn on the Billy and Billy podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Billy R Sports and at Billy Prickett, too. We'll get you ready for every Sunday throughout the NFL season. Billy, um, Survivor Pool, let's talk that real mm. quick uh, as we get ready to address some of these games in week six. I barely survived Baltimore um, against Indianapolis. You tried to talk me out of my pick. I was not listening to you last week. And luckily, uh, it looked like New England wasn't going to pull yeah. it out. <laughs> but uh, against the Texans, they ended up doing it. So you looked 
like the smart person for 24 hours. Right. And I looked really like an egg on my face when Baltimore was down 19, but I survived. Who do you look at this week as a possible survivor pick? Well, it was funny that um, I texted you and I was like, when the Patriots were down big to the Texans, I was like, oh man, good thing you didn't listen to me. And then they ended up winning. And then Baltimore was down big in the Monday night game. I was like, oh, looks like you should have listened to me. And then Baltimore ends up winning. That's just, that's the, I was pissed when you texted me in the Baltimore. Right, back, right. It was, was like, like the first quarter. text me in the first quarter <laughs> of every game. But oh, that was on. great. Uh, okay, my best bet this week, uh, Kansas City minus six and a half. Don't overthink it. This is going to be an absolute clown show. I mean, they're playing pissed off. They're two and three. Washington is not a very good football team. I think it's going to be like Mahomes, no look passes, 50 yards down the field to Tyreek Hill, who like does a backflip and catches it in the end zone, like Travis Kelsey, like catching a pass through his legs. It's going to be a circus out there. Kansas City minus six and a half. A lot of points in this game, too. 55 and a half. Two terrible, terrible defenses. And Kansas City, pretty potent offense. Washington can make some plays, but don't overthink it. Kansas City minus six and a half. Best bet of the week. So you're not concerned about their losses to the Chargers and the Bills this year. Those pretty two pretty good squads. Yeah, two great squads. I mean, you know, they're going to get it right. Like, I, I think... I think you'd be naive to say that Kansas City isn't going to be right back in that in that, you know, top of the AFC come January. So uh, don't press the panic button. This is their get right game against, uh, you know, mediocre Washington team. OK, so this is not my best bet. I'm, I'm not uh, tying my survivor pool and best bet together, but you're starting to talk me out of my survivor pool pick Uh-oh. because I do have the Chiefs available to take on the road versus Washington. But I have selected so far the Colts over the Texans Mm. Sunday at one o'clock in Indianapolis. You know, I was betting against Carson Wentz in Indianapolis and he looked great against Baltimore. He was not the reason why they lost that game. It was some complacency in the fourth quarter for sure. And some magic by Lamar. I, I think they're the better talent against the Texans. The only thing that scares me is they're one in four, right? I mean, T Y Hilton might be back for this game. It looks like he's returned to practice. He could be a difference maker. Michael Pittman, seems to be making a jump from his rookie year to his second. But am I crazy to be taking the Colts over the Texans this week over the Chiefs game? I don't think you're crazy. I think the Chiefs are going to have a, a better lock you know, later on in the season. I wouldn't waste your Chiefs bet this week, basically. Whereas the Colts... A one in four team, you're not gonna be able you're not gonna look to bet on them some more, you know, at the end of the season, I would say. So this is probably the best matchup they're gonna have all year. The terrible Houston Texans playing at Indianapolis. I think that's much more of a lock than Kansas City. Um and like I said, Kansas City still holds some value for you as the year goes on. So And they don't even have to cover, just win the right, game exactly, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Taylor is good. I've I've doubted him um far too much. He is a next level player in the national football league. Okay. Well, I, I feel better. Um, I feel a lot better. I'm going to keep with my indie pick over the Texans. My best bet this week, Billy is the Arizona Cardinals who are undefeated this year. They are the only undefeated team in the national football league and they're underdogs. Yeah. You can get them right now as of this recording at plus three against the Cleveland Browns who are a little dinged up, Billy, let's be honest. Um, Austin Hooper didn't even see a single target. If we want to get really personal about our fantasy teams. Jadavion Clowney is going to be missing some time. Um, I can give you more here in a second, but I just, I, I, I feel like Arizona is the better team here. What do you think? I mean, I think they are the better team. Um, and it's definitely not, you know, at, at a three point spread, that's basically Vegas saying that 
they think these teams are equal and Cleveland gets the three points because of home field advantage. I don't think that will be the case come kickoff. It'll probably be more like plus two. So again, at the time of this recording, it is plus three. I think that is a solid bet. And, and in fact, if I had to pick a winner for this game, I think I'm taking Arizona. Like I'm, I'm not going to mm-hmm. bet it, but like if you, you know, held a gun to my head, say who's going to win this game. I, th- I think Arizona is the better football team. And, and like you said, Cleveland will dinged up right now. I think Kyler Murray can take advantage. And I don't know. I just, I, I don't think that, you know, Cleveland, it, they're just not the better football team. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Definitely probably the best one in that four o'clock slot. Two teams, you know, two powerhouse teams from both conferences going at it. At some point, Arizona is going to lose, though. And on the road at Cleveland, I mean, that could be the spot. Like I said, this is one I'm staying away from as far as money line, but I do like Cardinals plus three here. Yeah, a lot of fun matchups this week, actually. I mean, that was 5-0 and Cardinals versus the 3-2 and Cleveland Browns. You had the 3-2 and Las Vegas Raiders and the 3-2 and Denver Broncos. This is a 4 o'clock game, but, you know, all eyes will be on the Raiders and how they respond without their head coach, John Gruden. The Raiders are three-and-a-half-point dogs right now. Is there any fantasy or gambling implications you see in this kind of weird matchup this is going to be yeah this is just a weird matchup like you said who knows what to expect from vegas after all this that has happened the past week they could come out kind of like you said with jacksonville last week you either expected them to respond really well to Mm -hmm. it or come out and do what they did and you know not show up basically so listen they were on the one yard line and they were about to make it an like a eight point game and I don't know what happened. Red zone went away from it. I've stepped out of the room. I came back <laughs> and they were down three touchdowns instead of only two. So I was, it was, it was maddening. That's Jacksonville for you. Like I said last week, if you're, if you're riding with Jacksonville to fix your best bet record, that's a, uh, that's a little risky. If you have hot tubs in the stadium that you play NFL games in, then it could be a redneck. <laughs> Uh, as far as this game here, Raiders Broncos, I think you you have to pick the Broncos just because of the uncertainty around the Raiders. And really, the Raiders they've been they've been struggling as of late. Kind of what we expected from them started off three and zero, but nobody is really buying into them because of the sort of collapses that we've seen from them in years past. Um, so I I don't think that you know going into Denver without your head coach all of a sudden is is a good you know sort of bounce back week for them. And Denver's a good football team. Teddy Bridgewater. That defense, um, yeah. So could you see yourself betting Denver here? Like, seems like a get right game. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Denver money line's a good pick. I'll, I'll probably throw that into a parlay. And Javante Williams, I think, could have his biggest game yet. He's starting to get more and more involved in the offense with each passing week. And the very common theme: play running backs against the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think this could be um, an explosion spot for Javante. Uh, Matthew Stafford is on a tear with. Los Angeles this MVP. year. The LA is a nine and a half point favorite on the road against the New York Giants, who are one and four, 48 and a half total in this game. I'm a big fan of Matthew Stafford. You're, I think you're right on about Robert Woods after the usage that he had last week. Do you think Sean McVay maybe listened to Twitter a little bit? Do you think he heard some of the fantasy people yelling at him about not using his player? I don't know. Maybe he listened to Billy and Billy a few weeks ago. I don't know. That's a possibility, <laughs> right? He's a big, big, uh, Big fan of the show, what I've heard. McVay is a big Billy and Billy guy. Uh, but no, I think that I think that you know when you watch the tape and you you know who your playmakers are and you look at the box score and you're like, man, how you know, how are we not getting Robert Woods more involved in the offense? You know, there's there's no reason to not have him involved and we could be a better football team if we're more, you know, well rounded at the receiver position. So I think that's all it was. Um, and you know, not force the ball to Cooper Cup, even though, you know, Cup's a 
phenomenal receiver, going to keep having a big year. But get both of those guys involved to really stress the defense on both sides of the field with those guys, and it's going to be tough to stop. And you've seen it this year. The Rams' offense just absolutely potent, and now they get a really good matchup again against New York, who is going to be without Daniel Jones, without Saquon Barkley, You know, probably going to struggle a lot offensively, leaving their defense out to dry. So I think that... Uh, this, you know, this has blowout written all over it. Minus 10 for the Rams. I think that's a little too much to really like be confident to bet in, but maybe, you know, buy some points, get it down to about six and a half. I think the Rams win by at least a touchdown here and really could be a lot more than that. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford, MVP, my, my little bet on him still looking good, right? What would you say he's probably top three in MVP odds right now? I I would, um, I'd say Kyler, Kyler, Justin Herbert. Matt Stafford. Well, I, that was that's where I was going next because the battle for LA is not just roll over and submit to the Rams. Right. I mean, the Chargers just look like um, one of the toasts of the AFC, and they are going to take their four and one squad to take on the four and one Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore is a two and a half point favorite with a fifty-two over under in that game. Um, it's hard not to feel confident in Lamar Jackson, right? Um, because one, we're Louisville guys to a degree. We worked in the Louisville market. So we know how good Lamar is. And I think we actively root for him. And after a great performance like that, it's hard not to see his greatness, but you know, Justin Herbert is, has found himself a little Mike Williams. He's really started to get together with Jared cook at times. Keenan Allen is still a force. I mean, the chargers look like a good team this year. They're a juggernaut, man. I really, I really do believe that. Um, I said at the beginning of the year, kind of my dark horse pick in the AFC, I thought Justin Herbert would have an offensive player of the year type season, and that's basically how it's shaken out. Brandon Staley, we talked about him earlier, great head coach. I think they're finally starting to figure it out, and now you run into this kind of a prove-it game right here, I think, for both teams, right? Like, nobody's really, like, ready to buy in on both teams yet. And, and whoever leaves this with the win is going to be like, okay, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, but I, I, I have trouble picking the Ravens, not because Lamar Jackson, but you never know what, like, the Ravens have been crazy this year. They could easily be like one and four. Just, barely just barely beat back. the Lions. Yeah. Right. Barely beat the Lions. Last week they had, they had that crazy comeback against the Colts. Uh, the Chiefs, there was a crazy comeback in that game, too. It's like, but also, does that mean they're a team of destiny sort of vibe, right? Like, they just know how to win football games. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, but as far as, like, being a better, it's hard to it's hard to trust them because you've seen all these games where they've gotten down big, and it's like, okay, if they get down big another game, there's no way they're going to be able to overcome that for a fifth straight week or whatever. So I think I feel more comfortable in the Chargers here. But this, I mean, this is a pick em. Two great teams you know, Baltimore at home, I think the Chargers are the better team, but having to travel to Baltimore with a hot crowd there, that's going to definitely play a part in this game. Uh, but I think it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of fireworks. I think that both offenses can can really put up some points here. The over-unders at 52 and a half. I think they could go over that. You know, not to say the defenses aren't good or anything, but I think that both offenses have too many playmakers that it's going to be hard to stop and two of the best quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. So a really good matchup here of two teams that are going to be pretty damn good in the AFC for a long time, I think. Uh, a team that looks good in the NFC this past week was the Green Bay Packers. I guess good is a relative term because while they got the win 25 to 22 over the Bengals, they barely got that win. Uh, after Mason Crosby had missed three field goals before he finally hit the winner in overtime, it took a couple missed field goals by the Bengals as well to get to that point. 
But I did look at this Green Bay Chicago game in the eyes of this for survivor pool, Billy, because I mean, despite Green Bay being a four and a half point favorite, you know, Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields. I, I know it's in Chicago. I just it feels like Green Bay can handle this. They should, right? And Aaron Rodgers has really dominated the Bears over the last few years, really over the last decade, it seems like. So I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers up against a rookie quarterback. The Packers are rolling right now four wins in a row. They're not blowing teams exactly. out, like you said. Exactly. But I mean, they're playing with confidence ever since that week one blowout against New Orleans. So, you know, I th- yeah, I think this is a good spot to pick the Packers. Um Probably one of my better bets of the week, honestly. I just don't see a way that the Chicago offense keeps up with Green Bay. But I don't know. I mean, Green Bay is kind of weird this year. You never know what what kind of team is going to show up to. So Chicago, a division game as well. They could keep it close, um, but we'll see. Uh, Devontae Adams, I think, you know, after that huge game last week, 200 yards and a, a touchdown or two against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of a tougher matchup here against Chicago. You know, Devontae is always going to get his and whatnot, but... I think he could see a little, you know, he's had a couple games this year where it's been like six catches, 65 yards. I think we could see something like that uh, in this game. So, you know, other Green Bay playmakers, I think they're going to have to show up. I think the Chicago Bears will make an emphasis to, you know, put a lot of guys on Devontae, make sure that he doesn't get the ball out in space. Um, So that's something to watch for in this game. But as far as the outcome, I think it's, you know, I think it's pretty certain Green Bay is going to get the win here. You may see a little Randall Cobb. A little Kentucky action as he has started to get back into the spotlight a little bit before Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. That is a one o'clock kickoff. A four o'clock kickoff is the Dallas Cowboys, who are three and a half point favorites on the road against the New England Patriots, who are two and three on the year. It's a 50 and a half over under. And I mean, I feel like we could see a blowout in this game, Billy. I mean, Dallas's offense has been clicking. Yeah, no reason we can't see a blowout here. Dallas has looked damn near unstoppable I mean ever since week one they played the Bucks really close we're like okay maybe Dallas has something here and then they proved it to us by ripping off four in a row including a win against the Chargers who we've talked about a lot on this show very high on them that I mean looking back on that that's a really impressive win by Dallas I mean now they get New England New England struggling barely beat the Texans last week you know they played the Bucks tough but that you kind of expect that in a game of that magnitude they got blown out by the by the Saints I just, I don't just, I can't trust the Patriots offense right now. Like they aren't moving the ball. They aren't running the ball efficiently at all. Mac Jones is very hit and miss. They don't have a lot of playmakers on the outside. And then on the other side of this football, you got the Dallas Cowboys who might trot out the best offense in the NFL right now. It's, you know, Dak Prescott playing at an MVP level himself, comeback player of the year type year. Um, you know, all the weapons on the outside. I don't have to go through all of them. Zeke and Pollard in the backfield. I, I just don't see, like, you know, Dallas going to put up 30 points. Can New England do that? I don't think so, especially with an improved Dallas defense here. So um, I think Dallas defense, by the way, is a pretty good play in FanDuel this week. They're they're valued pretty well there, and the matchup is is definitely good. Um, so, yeah, I like Dallas well, here, yeah, minus three and a half. You're right on with the Cowboys defense yeah. because Trayvon Diggs has been one of the breakout stars of the NFL this year. Right. And if you're looking at fantasy defenses, it doesn't even matter how many yards or points you give up. It's about sacks and interceptions. That's really how you can stay in the game. I mean, obviously, it, it does matter to a bit. But if you can still – your defense can still give up 28, 30 points if you have four sacks and an interception like right. the Cowboys have been doing with Diggs. It's uh, – It's a good play every now and then. So I like that idea, Billy. Um, Two great primetime games, and then we'll break the fourth wall and talk about the Thursday night game. (laughs) Um, Seattle and Pittsburgh, Sunday night football. I think two teams that 
expected to be in the playoffs and are not trending that direction. Right. I also think Al Michaels is taking this game off, so it's going to be a Mike Tirico game. Oh, man. Um, do you see Pittsburgh now without Juju Smith-Schuster for the rest of the year rebounding this year? I mean, if the, if there is a spot to do it, it's right here against Seattle. Just lost Russell Wilson for a few weeks, which, by the way, when Russell Wilson hurt his finger, I knew right away he was going to be out. I did the same thing to my finger back in college. Catching a football seemed like I just jammed it, but it was just like hanging there like you couldn't do anything. And I'm like, dude, I'm oh. telling you, he tore his ligament right there. And Like if you're throwing a football, you're not able to because you can't control that finger. And obviously you don't have control of one of your fingers, it's going to be hard to catch a ball. So I was like, he's going to be out for a while. Seattle's in trouble. Geno Smith going to start here. He had that one really good drive Thursday night against the Rams, 98-yard drive capped off by a DK Metcalf touchdown. But I don't know. I don't, I think, I, I don't think that's going to last, especially against a good Pittsburgh defense. Uh, Seattle defense has been atrocious this year, so I think if there's a you know there's a game for the Steelers to have a, a nice day offensively, it's right here. Expect Najee Harris to have a big night. Um, expect Deontay Johnson to build off last week and have another big day in the air. So I I, I like Pittsburgh in this game. It's at home. You're going to have those fans going crazy. A must-win situation for the Steelers to keep up uh, in the AFC North that is absolutely loaded right now. So yeah, I think I think the Steelers are going to win here, but I do. I actually like DK Metcalf's value a little bit more with Geno Smith at quarterback because it seemed like we only saw a half, but it seemed like Geno Smith, that was his guy, and Russell Wilson's guy is more Tyler Lockett, I think. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think DK is going to be see a little uptick in fantasy value from that? Um, I, I like that. I actually picked up Geno Smith in a uh, two-quarterback league. Oh, boy. Um, because he looked good. He, 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 had, he had some... Some bursts. Um, it was I'm just not, a spark. I think you're right. It was a yeah, spark. Yeah, a little spark. Yeah. And when you got guys like Lockett and Metcalf, I think those, you know, those guys can get open. Yeah. Um, and Pittsburgh defense has just not been the same. Um, just not the same ball heart hawking Minka Fitzpatrick back there, or same really attitude that I think the franchise approaches each game right now because uh, I think they have to figure out what they're going to do with Big Ben. Yeah. Of the Monday night game. The Buffalo Bills are four and one on the year and they will travel to Nashville and take on the Tennessee Titans. I may just go down to Nashville and yeah, party. Let's go. This, really. let's I mean, go. let's go. <laughs> Bills are fine. Five and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, what's your take here? Oh man. Um, you know, I think you have to pick Buffalo, but uh, you know, division game or not, not in division game, but two teams that are kind of familiar, familiar with each other being, you know, at the top of their divisions the last few years, but to play each other, um, the Titans, you know, if they can, if they can get that ground game going, keep the ball away from Josh Allen, that potent Buffalo offense. I, I think they got a shot to win this game at home Monday night. Again, crowd going to play a factor here, but you again, you got to get your playmakers involved in the passing game. AJ Brown has yet to have a touchdown since week one. He had three catches for 32 yards last week against the terrible Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, what are you doing with these guys? Get them the ball. And then your run game is going to open up even more from that because you are stretching the field and, and making that defense respect you more in the pass game. So if the Titans can execute how, you know, they're, they are capable of, they have a shot to win this game. But the Bills right now, I think you'd be silly to, to pick against them in any situation until we see any sort of downfall from them. Ever since the week one loss, they have been rolling, just dominated Kansas City last week at Kansas City, too. I mean, a really impressive win, probably the most impressive I've seen all year long. So uh, Bill's riding a wave of momentum. Tennessee, figure some stuff out. Maybe they got a shot, but give me Buffalo here. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. Um, Buffalo looks like one of the better teams in the league. I think it's Super Bowl or bust for them this year. And um, I think I heard a little Brandon Staley in your uh, why we run the ball right there. Oh, so, yeah. You know, he's teaching all of us. He's rubbing uh, off about, on me about the game. Um, and I love it. So two interesting primetime matchups. Uh, really looking forward to some of these great games like the Chargers in Baltimore, or even this London matchup. All day football. Sign me up. Uh, Miami Jacksville, one win between them, nine losses. That's right. I'll be there. Uh, but we are recording this on Thursday. So I thought we'd uh, maybe give our predictions for the Bucks Eagles Thursday night football game and look, um, listen back and see how stupid we sound. Yeah. Uh, we'll, on we'll Sunday, time travel. We're setting our fantasy lineups. <laughs> uh, the Bucks are seven points favorites, and the over is set at 52 and a half, at what I'm looking at. Um, it's in Philadelphia, but, uh, you know, Philadelphia. They don't like to run the ball a lot, Billy. Uh, Miles Sanders has not been good. And the Eagles have been a, a little bit of a question mark. What do you think happens in this game against the Buccaneers who are, let's just put it, one of the better teams of the league? Yeah, definitely one of the better teams in the league, but one of the worst teams on primetime the last few years, right? We saw last year that head-scratching loss to the Bears Ooh, on a Chicago, Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, we saw him get dominated by New Orleans at Tampa Bay on a Sunday night. So, you know, Philadelphia's got a fighting chance here. But again, Tampa Bay is the better football team by a pretty wide margin. So you, you have to pick Tampa Bay. Um, but I do think Philadelphia will keep it close. These Thursday games are weird, man. Like the teams, they, they're still kind of beat up from Sunday. They don't come out and execute like like they usually do. It's just it's always weird stuff. You saw it well, last the players week. players don't Rams. like it. Yeah, yeah, we saw the player come out and say, why did you think he got injured? Was it McCaffrey that said that? And he was like, the Thursday night football games don't give you enough time to recover. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, a few days to recover from a football game is, is not enough time. So, and you got to build your game plan too. You don't have as much time to build your game plan against, against teams. So you don't execute as well come Thursday night. So these games always get a little bit weird and it's at Philadelphia, which is why I think they have a fighting chance here. I do think it'll be close, but I think Tampa Bay pulls away at the end. The spread is minus six and a half. I think I'd be more willing to bet Philadelphia plus six and a half. Uh, wow. maybe, maybe buy some points for wow. Tampa Bay, get it down to like two and a half. I mean, would you be surprised if this was a field goal game? Come on. Maybe maybe the Eagles um, even score. Yes, or if I they would. score a junk touchdown with you know no time left and they were down 10. Like, come on. I, I like Jalen Hurts, but... Um... You know, I think Devin White is just going to be all over all over him. I mean, this is a front seven that is one of the best in the league, and so I think that a team that doesn't know how to run the ball at all. Look, the Bucks secondary is beat up as anybody's, but when that's all you do, you can game plan to that, right? So, I mean, like Brandon said, you don't have to respect the run; it's a lot easier. So, um, I I would be surprised if it was a field goal game. I will be hosting trivia at KS Bar tonight Ooh. at halftime of the Buccaneers Eagles game. So uh, they better win and they better win big because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be eating some wings and cheering my ass off uh, in favor of the Billy and Billy podcast and the Buccaneers to cover six and a half points. But it's a fun week, Billy. Um, and let's just hope there's not as many missed field goals this year. Right, right. Let's get these kickers. They were all synced up last week. So let's get them synced to the right, uh, you know, the right way around this time because it kind of ruins some spreads too. Like when you, you start mm -hmm. to miss extra points yep. and field goals, like, Dude, every point matters in the NFL, all right? So let's let's have a bounce back week uh, for kickers this week. Get your shit together, guys. <laughs> we got money on the line. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the reality now. These games, even the all these replays, they all matter um, and add up in the very end. But this has been the week six edition of the Billy and Billy Show. 
subscribe to the show, give it a listen. Let me know what you think of the daily radio show that I will be coming out with next week. And we will be back next week to talk about the NFL. Thanks, Billy. That's right. Congrats again, brother. And yeah, we'll talk to you all next week for week seven. Have a good Sunday. We got to play football. It's fantasy football time with Billy and Billy on 790 KRD. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.